I'm Laura, and this conversation with Susie of Blue Light Healing was so much fun to record. We connected when I came across a business card of hers that I'd kept from a MeWe Metaphysics and Wellness Fair in 2019, pre-COVID times. Today, we talked about the parallels between acting and spirit channeling and a lot more. I can't wait to get to work with her more and find out how she can help me on my spiritual journey. Susie is a podcaster and a healer who offers many services, including channeling, Reiki, ancestral healing, and mediumship. You have a lot of talents, um, probably more than most people. I feel like people usually do one or two things, and it seems like you have quite the menu. I guess the thing that I'm most curious about is channeling. Um, but yeah, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about what that is and how you do it? Yeah. Well, okay. So first, what I would like to to interject here is that I feel everybody's got abilities to do whatever they want. It's just what they wish to focus on. And as far as being a professional intuitive, I can see folks want to focus and they want to focus on what they can do or what they're most comfortable doing. I'm kind of one of those that will go, sure. Yeah. Let's, let's see what comes up. And that frequently happens in a session that um, I'll talk to guides uh, I have been known to argue with other people's guides and and even my guides and find out what's needed in the moment. So I just have, what I have done is list about, it's like, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Mm -hmm. So, um, so with the channeling, I feel that everything comes, it stems from being able to open up to the universe, to source, to spirit, whatever you wish to call it. And then it manifests in different ways. Mm -hmm. So it's your intuition. It's calling on whatever you're asking the questions and then listening to that, to that information that comes from outside of you, which that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down to, but (laughs) let's, let's focus on the, the channeling. What happens when I channel is that I'm considered, I call myself a full body channel because as I open up to the universe to receive the information, it frequently manifests in a shift in mannerisms or my voice gets, my voice changes up. Like one of my guides that I love to channel is Gaia. And she sounds so like a cup of tea and a scone and she'll sit there and she giggles. And then Archangel Michael comes through and he's got his big chest there and his voice gets deeper. I've channeled all sorts of aspects of source. So um, my take is that whatever it is that makes source or the universe most acceptable to the person sitting in front of me. So if they're comfortable with a galactic being, sure. Some of those have come through that have never been in a human body. That was a very interesting session because they're like all kinds of crunching up and saying, I don't know if we like this. And another one, first off, another being took off my rings, started taking off my jewelry. And when they went for my dress, we all went, (laughs) this isn't that kind of a thing. They had never been in body before manifesting in the human body. So I will bring through whatever is as of most benefit to whom I, with whom I'm sitting with. And I love that accessibility because then it helps a person relax and go, Oh yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. And so when you have somebody like Gaia who sits there and talks to you with her, her slight brogue and uh, it's, it's really 
heartening to see somebody after I've come out of it, because I don't remember what's said. Mm -hmm. Um, My consciousness steps aside and I used to like come in and throw in a punchline, but they would, they would get kind of stern with me more than once. I've been told that they said, Susie, you need to sit, stay good girl. Because I was, I was interrupting the flow of energy. Okay. So it's like, okay, fine. Um, but as I, as I, um, I step aside and I trust the beings that come through, I trust that universe is going to give that information that's useful. I don't always remember it because it's, it's a conversation between the person who's sitting with me and whoever's coming through and talking to them. Um, what else about channeling? I bring through, I can talk to crystals and deliver their message. And, you know, looking at past lives, I feel is a form of channeling too, because I'm pulling myself out of this, this reality that we're in right now. And I can go see other timelines. And so I've worked on helping folks heal from, from old patterns and stuff like that. What else about channeling? I got, I got diverted. No, that's, that's what I have. So almost Almost anybody will come through. Oh, I will not channel somebody who has died. Oh, okay. I will not let them take over my body. That happened once. Oh. And it was a guy and it freaked both me and the, the woman out. And I said, nope, I will only talk to you. You people don't get to come back in body because you still have other lessons to learn. But universal source um, beings, yes, absolutely. I can bring them through. Very cool. Yeah. I think it said on your site that you have training as an actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's been one of those things I've, I've looked at. Um, I, I crammed a four-year degree program into six and I, <laughs> um, and I did spend time on the stage in Dallas. Uh, my husband, I, I, my husband said, nope, you got to start doing this because, you know, we had fun and we were good. And that's how we met in college was because we were both in the theater department. And um, yeah, that's another opportunity. If you think about it, sometimes you are channeling, you're bringing through other energy through to manifest it physically. Uh, I, yeah. I struggled with that fact for a while because I thought, oh, oh, I'm faking, I'm acting. And then my guides are looking at me like, no, you're your body is now more comfortable and can accept this shift in physicality. Um, and you can, and you can do this. So that, that, yeah, that, that was one of those revelations I had even all these times, all this, these years later, that it's not a bad thing. It's helped. Well, yeah, I, it's fascinating because it seems like it'd be a fine line for both an actor and a channeler. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I often think when I think about my ability to access my own gifts, <laughs> assuming that they're there, um, I feel like I am not very embodied. Um, and I used to do theater in like high school and stuff, but I feel like that would probably be an important part of your ability to channel is to be in your body. And I know it's the same with acting. So sometimes I wonder if that's holding me back or... Um, I find that it, it, you're right. Fine line is a very, um, it's an excellent analogy to use because you're wondering, am I really doing it or is this just me putting stuff on? But when somebody 
uh, says something to to you that's so impactful and whether it's from their own experience or whether it's from source or from whatever it's it's still impactful and and I do spend some time questioning a lot of stuff, but I feel also that we are, okay, let me take a step back. I grew up Catholic, so we're talking 60s, and there was Vatican II there, so they're teaching that we're all part of the body of Christ, Christ is the head, Christ is God, and if you look at it, you know, A plus B equals C, and then, uh, I I don't know, there was some sort of mathematical thing, but if you look at it from a logic point of view, if I am part of the body of Christ and Christ is God, well, then that means I'm God too, mm. because I'm a part. So I see us as all being source. My friend Mary McKenzie put it in amazing, an amazing way during an interview in which she said she had a mentor who said, we are all eyes for source. So that when we shed the body, when we shed this mortal coil, we take our experiences back and send it up to source and and return it to source. So we are accessing source in whatever way makes is meaningful for us. So yes, I would say yes, you do have gifts. It's your body mind talking and saying, yeah, no, I don't know. And it's something that I've gone through and wondered, it's like, am I real? Is this what? And actually, you caught me at a point in my journey when I am stepping more out into who I am authentically and learning to integrate all of this big stuff that I've learned so that I can more fully manifest that, physicalize it. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes sense to me. Um, I have a friend in LA who's a professional actor And one time I was just chatting with her and telling her that I read this book and it was about something horrible, like a war or something that I've never lived through. And I was saying, I really related to the person talking about their feelings of despair or whatever, but I feel guilty because I've never been through something like that. And she was like, well, in my acting class, we talk about how in acting, we're all kind of, we're all connected. And so you're expressing someone else's story, but it's still your story. And she's like, so I think that you can own that if you relate it to that. So I think yeah. it's even in acting, you're channeling a little bit, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I had an experience. We did the vagina monologues in Everett. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long ago. Oh, probably, I guess, 10 years ago. And one of the actresses really connected with her character. Mm-hmm. And we did our little Reiki and psychic thing. And it's like, you know, she's her spirit's right there and she feels seen and you're giving her that point. Yeah. You're giving her an experience. And she, the the actress was so blown away by the experience. She, and and she hadn't learned how to disconnect or set a boundary with that Mm -hmm. spirit. And so that was a process to learn, but yeah, I think we're all, you know, they talk about, we're all co-creators like, you know what? We're creators. We, we make our own reality. Definitely. Yeah, that's amazing, especially for something as impactful as the vagina monologues and its true stories. And yeah, that's really amazing to think about, but it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we all do it. So a playwright will channel when they write their story. An actor will do it when they perform a story. An artist does it when they create their art. Um, somebody who loves baking. And, and it's not all artisans. Yeah. channel. There are other people. We have great um, 
uh, orators, people who speak and they they have their speeches and they're working to to shift whatever mindset is there. We all channel something because we all are source and we're just physicalizing it. Yeah. It sounds really simple. I know. And it's easy to overthink it because, you know, why not? I've got the t-shirt that says, wait, wait, let me overthink this, but it's easy to (laughs) overthink it. So um, it's shifting over into that, that realm of acceptance. Like, yeah, I can do this too. Yeah. I'm definitely an overthinker. (laughs) Someone told me I, I process things intellectually or cerebrally, but like too much is like a coping mechanism. And I'm like, I don't know how else to process, but I think I need to learn to process more physically. Let's take in (laughs) time for me to get to a point. Oh my God. I just bought the shirt too. That says not my circus, not my monkeys. Mine has a tagline, my monkey sly, but that's another story. (laughs) But to be able to understand, to make that separation, that emotional separation, Mm -hmm. because I feel that we're all, because we all are connected, it's easy for other people's emotions to, to come in on us. And we want everybody to be happy and we want everybody to be sane. It's, I'm, I'm feeling that it's time that we do start looking for ourselves, looking to ourselves to see how we can shift because it's putting off our own healing when we say, no, 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 let me listen to you. Let me help you. Let me overthink your problem and not focus on my own issues, whatever that is. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's all connected in some way. And, um, there is a a trauma specialist. His name is Peter Levine. I've heard of him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you heard his phrase as you heal? I, I think this is a paraphrasing and this is how Galactic Ashley says it, but she'll say, um, as you heal, I heal. And as I heal, you heal. So all of the things that you do to heal yourself, whether it's learning to protect or letting go of, of old thought patterns or something else, you are shifting your own energy, but that energy helps to heal somebody else, whether it's through giving that other person permission to go and take that time to do the self-care. And then as they are healing and they're shifting, you get to benefit from their energy shift too. And it's this great big infinity loop that goes and it's it's amazing. So that I I, I do encourage clients to go through and say, look, let's help you. You're important and you're important to you. So let's help you heal. And it's going to shift the energy around you and then shift your perspective of reality. And, and it escalates after that in a good way. Definitely. Yeah. I I can see how, you know, we impact each other in that way. Um, But I mean, as the channeler, uh, have you had to kind of learn how to maintain boundaries? Because that's a lot of energy to carry for someone. Um, you get used to it. You start to, I, I practiced by running more energy at a time. And then I also set, speaking of boundaries, I set that boundary when I opened up to channeling. I said, I'm not channeling crazy. Oh, <laughs> Just not. Mama's not channeling crazy. That's all there is to it. So I started off working with Mother Mary and Archangel Michael and those, and I've expanded from there to, um, as, as, um, as I've gotten to know and learn more things and, and be exposed to more energies. Um, it, and, and I do, I, except for that one dead person who came through, I have not channeled anybody who would, you know, ask you to sign over all your assets or, you know, only follow me. That's part of my ethics is that, no, 
you are your own self. We do this by consent and you do what you need to. You are doing the healing I'm facilitating. And so being able to channel in that way, connecting with source in that way so that everybody understands we're all doing it for the highest and best. Intention has got a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. setting that intention yeah okay um yeah and I, I think that that part of the embodiment thing is um being connected to the earth mm-hmm. um and I've read a little bit that um like maybe part of the reason we've disconnected from the earth and from ourselves and our bodies is because of separating from the mother goddess or being more patriarchal. So I noticed you said, you know, Mary and Gaia, do you feel like that's part of it is to bring in that more feminine divine energy? It is a pendulum. So there has been a whole lot of masculine energy that goes this way. And we're working more towards a feminine energy. I am not exclusively divine feminine and nor do I kowtow to the divine masculine. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that we're working on, on finding uh, a balance there. Um, And if you think about it though, source is without gender. It's without that, but they represent, you know, like divine feminine represents that nurturing part. So we are in need of that right now. So that's, what's going to come forward. Grounding is always important um, because if you're not grounded, you're going to spend all kinds of time out in, in the woo-woo land and, you know, then you can't function. And we've all agreed to be in this reality right now. We've all agreed to be in the physical for whatever that means. So we also now have the opportunity and we get to help shift, shift the energy or shift, you know, whatever situation's going on. Right. So hopefully there will be a balance in the future. Like, yeah. I mean, even if you see somebody on one of those balance boards, it's not ever totally level. We're going to be tipping one way or the other, but it's not going to be such a drastic tip to where, you know, it's all one thing. We're working on finding the equilibrium and that's not, we've got so many things going on right now, breaking old paradigms, coming out of, of, and, and having all of these, these systemic issues coming forward and showing us oh it was okay for us but it's not okay for everybody else so we're opening awareness to help everybody else and that's part of what more of the equilibrium that we need to to achieve and we all strive to through our daily lives and attitudes mm-hmm. yeah that that's good and our guides are helping us <laughs> does oh, everybody yeah. have guides yes yes i do believe they do um but going along with the consent line, they're not going to swoop in like a superhero, you know, their fists on their hips and, and the, the, the click cape flying out behind them, asking for them for help, mm-hmm. giving them permission to come in. Um, and it's, they will also, I feel that they show up in I don't think they are all tricksters. You know, you've got those people who say, yeah, try and get this. And like the guy who holds somebody who holds the ball way up in front of a short kid. No, no, do it. I don't think that's training. That's somebody showing that I'm, I'm different than you. I can do this better. Guides are here to help us um, shift our perspective and to give us opportunities, help us to think about something in a different way and asking them for the help. 
And that's also looking at a core value that asking for help and being vulnerable, it's not bad. That's part of that shift to the divine feminine. It's looking for help. It's building community. It's helping us all pull together to help each other. Mm -hmm. Guides will show up in different ways. Mm -hmm. So if you're asking for a sign from your guide, lots of people like to ask for feathers. Once Mm -hmm. I was walking along and it looked like a seagull had blown up. I kept finding feathers left and right, left and right. But you could also see feathers looking up at the clouds, um, looking at a billboard, seeing what something may have a shape to you, or you may just get an image of one. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not trying to mess with you, but they are trying to get you to expand your perspective. And okay. look at things a different way. Okay. Um, so when people see animal guides, is that just like a animal representation of a regular guide or is that a different thing? Um, guides show up in different forms. If somebody's more comfortable with an animal, sure. There are lots of cultures that have different <clears throat> animals, have different significance to each of them. So, you know, my husband was watching watching otters today, which everybody think about otters. Look, see, you're smiling too. It's like otters are so cute. They're about happy and they're about family. And if that's that that, um, form the guide can take to help you connect deeply, then yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Animals are, they're beautiful. They're approachable. (laughs) It makes sense. Um, But when I think about guides, and I don't know very much about them, I think about like guardian angels, and I always kind of assume it's someone who's dead or someone who maybe hasn't been born yet. But you mentioned that sometimes they've never experienced a body before. Do you think, like, why would that be? Um, Because we can't physicalize source all at once. That would be really, really crowded. There are some aspects of source that have chosen to stay out of body. I had what the um, enlightened ones, what those, the ascended masters. Mm. Some of those have, some of the angels, if you, if you grok to angels, some of those have been in body. I think it's Metatron and Sandalphon have actually been in body, but all the other ones never have. Mm. Um, you can also though work with your ancestors. Mm-hmm. And so that grandmother can come forward Mm-hmm. and talk to you or the great great and even in doing ancestral healing you can find out oh wow seven great grands uh on that side of your family um experience the initial trauma which has been brought down so while they have been in body they may not be they're not in body now and they can still help you it's yeah. it's what's going to resonate best with you what you need in this moment sure they love to get your attention and Guides will do what they can to get your attention sooner rather than later. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, I feel like typically when I've heard people talk about channeling, um, there's a lot of communication between beings that maybe aren't connected to earth themselves. They were made part of another planet or something. Is that part of it too? Yeah. Yeah. Galactic beings are, um, let's see, galactic beings are a part of it. To think that we are the only species here mm-hmm. in the universe, I know that's a very human 
ego-based thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm the only one. The universe is this big. I'm the only one. No. Um, they are they are there and they have different experiences and they share them with us. Many are way beyond where we are in this moment. So like the Pleiadians, um, I think, who else have I heard of? I'm not very strong on naming the different guides, um, the intergalactics. I have encountered multidimensional and interdimensional ones. Multidimensionals would live in a variety of spaces at the same time. Um, interdimensionals can travel in between the dimensions. It's like talking about the Fae or mm -hmm. dragons. Mm -hmm or, you know, the galactics. And I think they're all out there because the universe is so big yeah. and it can do all the things. Um, the galactics are interesting to me. Um, I, I am looking, I have channeled some, like I said, the one that couldn't be in the, in the body long. Um, and I actually, when I first started, I worked with a group called the Amahi mm -hmm. and I channeled them. That was them taking me out of that comfort zone of, oh, I can only channel human-shaped things and, you know, keeping me in that small little box. They're like, no, you can do this other stuff too. But um, asking, that's a big thing with, with guides is ask them. If you get a sense of somebody coming in, who are you? What is your purpose with me? And then resonate because it could be like, that could be your neighbor who's cranky today and they want to try and talk to you about something or just be cranky. And you can say, no, I don't want to get, I don't need that energy. And you can say no and deflect it away or mm -hmm. put it into mother earth or whatever. But if you've got an angel coming through because, Oh, look, angels have wings and they're lovely. Then an angel will come through mm -hmm. and, and guide you. It takes time to develop that relationship because we're in a place like, Oh, no, wait a minute. I don't have anything solid out of this. You're not, you're not telling me things. And so that's why the signs are useful or learning. It's learning to trust what you hear. Okay. And that is part of your intuition growth. Okay. So is this, so is channeling something that, is it like meditation? Should we all be giving it a try? Not if you don't want to. Um, meditation can help open you up to receiving information. Oh, oh, have I, I haven't talked about the different kinds, how channeling looks. I'm a full body one, but there are those who are, oh, I don't remember the words now. Um, listening to your intuition is a form of channeling. Mm -hmm. There are mediums who will receive information outside of their body and convey the messages. Mm -hmm. And then there's those like me who will just dive right in. And, and, and bring forth that energy. So channeling takes so many different forms. Meditation is okay. So there's a, a, a saying that prayer is talking to God and meditation or source, whatever word. And then meditation is listening for the answer. Mm -hmm. So you can use meditation as a way to ground, to connect with source in such a way that you gain that information. Sure. You can consider that a form of channeling. Mm -hmm. Documenting, I'm documenting what you get yeah. will help you reinforce the process. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm bad about that. <laughs> um, what documenting? Uh-uh. I I whatever. You know, if you remember it, I I don't 
place any kind of judgment. So woods, the word should or um, any sort of quality level, I try not to do that because it doesn't help me. Sure. So, so if I make a mistake, it's like, okay, what was the lesson in this? So it is perspective. And that support that you give yourself is also going to reinforce the support you get from the universe. Definitely. I like that. Um, what about, are people sometimes channeling when they're dreaming, do you think? Mm-hmm. You can access other realities, other dimensions from there. So I know of people who have gotten um, past life information there or talking to people. It's like, oh, I'm so tired when I wake up and I can check in and say, oh, because you have been doing all sorts of spiritual work. Your guides Mm -hmm. are taking you to these other dimensions and then um, bringing through that information. It's another way to channel yeah, I feel like I maybe have been doing that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. I see. I say yes. That's one of the basic rules of acting and improv and also in spirituality. Say yes. And if it's supposed to work out, it will. So if you think that's what it is, that's part of learning how to trust your intuition is saying, okay, I'll go with that. That sounds good. Yeah. I want to remember it next time. So I'll say yes to that. <laughs> and you can reinforce remembering your dreams, writing them down when you wake up. And I know that just waking up handwriting sometimes kind of illegible. Um, And then I've read some of the dreams I've written down. I don't do it consistently, but some of the dreams I've written down, I'm like, what? So just keep writing it down. Oh, oh, set the intention that you want to remember the dream and then reinforce that by writing it down when you wake up. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not consistent. I know a lot of things and I'm not always consistent with it. So not beating yourself up about it is, is a big step too. Okay. That, that makes sense. I need to be kind to myself, love myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, you know, in that whole love yourself, whether it's as a person or in the physicality of it, I was working on body image and honestly, I couldn't find anything except my right ankle. Mm. I thought I had a really nice right ankle. And so I would get those henna tattoos on them and, and I would lead with it sometimes and it's worked its way up and gone beyond just accepting the physical. I had a cancer experience in 2013 So I got to learn how to appreciate my body in so many different ways so that I did get through it. And looky here. Yeah, I have changes to it. Uh, It's not to be expected, but it is part of learning to love who I am and what I've got going right now. And the body. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, that is, that's pretty cool (laughs) about the ankle. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So we've got these guides yeah. <laughs> and we've got, I don't know, angels, ancestors, and I'm thinking they're all helping us even like beings coming from other places. I feel like they're helping us because we don't get it. Right. So do you feel like earth is kind of like low level develop spiritual development compared to everyone else who might be around trying to support us? Um, not necessarily we are 
I'm listening to my guides now and they're like, oh, this is a great question, rubbing their hands together. We're, we are the energy. Okay. Everything is energy. Yeah. You know, and you can't help but to manifest what you want by directing your energy at it. It's it, as Einstein said, that's not philosophy, that's physics, because everything is energy. Um, I don't think earth is say at the bottom of any kind of list as being don't visit here. It's not in any travel log because I mean, we've got over 7 billion souls here on the planet right now, more to come more in the history. Um, it is, um, what are they saying? It's an important place for uh, aspects of source to stop because we provide <laughs> a particular experience uh, mm-hmm. to in, in the whole scheme of things. So having so many light workers coming together at this point in time, it is allowing us to help that shift to happen. Oh yeah, we've got those folks who are really caught up in that other mentality and uh, a more material mentality and bringing them through to help them realize that it's more than that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an experience we all have agreed to have together to help shift us, uh, to help shift the paradigm. Um, is it going to happen in our lifetimes? I don't know. It just depends on how many other people um, have their experience and are able to break through into a, a different paradigm. I'm not going to say better because those qualitative words are just mm-hmm. all kinds of not, it's not always the thing to do. We're just shifting to a different one. You will hear other um, practitioners talk about um, new earth, the new, not new order, but new earth or the grand central sun or um, new earth is primarily what I've heard. That's part of the shift that we are going through so that the frequency does shift our um, mm-hmm. vibration increases so that we can make other improvements and, and we can elevate ourselves in such a way that we can manifest uh, a healthier, no, a higher, just, it's all about frequency and vibration. And they want us to help. They want to help us shift into a higher level of, of connection. Mm. We spend a lot of time disconnected. You were talking about being in body mm-hmm. and, being able to connect the two being, are we, okay. I don't know if we are the only species who can connect body and source. We are, we are certainly the ones who make a, a bigger show of it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, they're looking at me like, oh, human contact, oh, human language. Oh, I get caught up in it, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we're all here so we can help the place elevate and shift into a new paradigm. Uh-huh. And the body seems to be a big part of that somehow. Yeah. Well, that's the way to be on the planet here is to be in body. Mm-hmm. If you look at the galactics, you, oh, there, there are some, what was it? Blue avians I've heard talked about and they look like birds. And then mm-hmm. the Pleiadians for me are very long and willowy and they sit back. And then there are the Orions who look different. And so they're all, um, physically different, mm-hmm. but this is the human form here. Mm-hmm. And this is what works best on this planet. Yeah. So it, when that shift happens, what will that look like? 
it's an ongoing process. We're not going to be able, it's not going to be one of those where we open the door one day and go, oh, it's different. But um, new earth is, um, it's going, we're going to be able, I haven't thought about that question. So that's an excellent question, Laura. Um, it's going to be where we are able to shift out of the consumer mentality that got to have, got to have. It's all understood that there are things we need to have to live on this planet because the earth is very uh, material based. It's very tangible, but to be able to shift in such a way that the needs of the many are better met in such a way that um, there won't be such, I, I feel like there's not going to be such a disparity in wealth, or at least those who do have the wealth are going to be um, more open and and willing to, to share the wealth. Mm-hmm. Right now, I feel that they're showing me that the, the wealth redistribution uh, mentality is coming from those of us who don't have so much wealth. And that the few who do have all the wealth are like, no, you all work it. It's going to shift. Yeah. But like I said, it may not be in our lifetimes when that happens. It's an ongoing process. And we, as we all keep um, maintain that collective highest good, we can shift it more and more. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some abrupt shifts and like, you know, like the housing bubble I feel is, yeah. is not going to stay around and, you know, wage disparity and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's coming together, not as fast as we want. Mm -hmm. Totally get that. Yeah. You know, divine timing is not our timing. Human timing and divine timing can be really different, but it's, it's, it's on the way. And as we focus our intention on having the shifts happen for the greater good, for the highest good, then, yeah, we can, we can spur it along a little bit more at a time. Right. Yeah, I think it was um, Martin Luther King Jr. that said the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. I have to write that one down. Yeah. So I hope we get there. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel we will. And it's not, you know, science fiction is not just about technology. It is about, I know you're wrinkling your brows like, where did that come from? No. But, um, there are there are writers and and people who have envisioned a greater future for us, a more balanced future, and we're going to bring it into this reality. It's having those people who are now considered crackpots because they're thinking, "What? Are you kidding me?" No, but those people with the visionaries, like our Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. who are looking for equality all over, they have made those those statements for people to start thinking. And to start working towards that equality more, more effectively and more um, uh, conscientiously. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. Well, you were mentioning manifesting, and we're like, sounds like we're collectively manifesting mm-hmm. um, probably a healthier society. <laughs> And it starts, you were saying like, when you heal yourself, it helps everyone else heal together. So Mm -hmm. I do think about manifesting a lot. I definitely believe in it. I've been able to do it, but (laughs) 
I feel like when I feel like I really need something, you know, I need a new job, I need a new apartment, whatever I need it. And so I'm trying to like visualize it and manifest it. And I almost feel like my intensity around it becomes this controlling feeling like I'm trying to control. And Um, then I feel like that actually is counterproductive. Yeah, I would agree with that. (laughs) Um, Do you have any wisdom on how to balance that out? Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I still, um, tumble around with the manifestation thing. I encourage folks that, you know, you first list off the things you do want, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's easy to say, well, I don't want a job that does that. And I don't want a job that does that. It's like, well, what do you want? Mm-hmm. So, um, being able to either visualize or write down, I don't know if they have what those manifestation boards being Mm -hmm. able to sort out what you want Mm -hmm. is important. Uh, I also feel that language is important. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there are times people talk to themselves and they use sarcasm. Oh yeah. Gee, thanks God. Yeah. I want more of that when they fall down the stairs. Well, then, okay. (laughs) What the universe here is, is thanks. I want more of that. And so there you go. Um, phrasing it in ways that are, um, I have it right now. I have enough money to do those things I want to do, which is this. Um, You can be specific, but then once you make this list of what you do want, Mm -hmm. let it go, which Mm -hmm. seems counterintuitive because the more you focus on it, energy is is focused and, and you're focusing on it, but it also seems to constrict You know, if you think about it, I want this, and you say it in such a way that your fists are clenched and you're Mm -hmm. about to throw hands over it. It's like, no, you breathe into it and allow the energy to flow. Mm -hmm. So doing that, making the list, relaxing the energy around it, and then taking steps to make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you you can't like, I don't know, uh, you can't there are some things you just can't do and then not make any steps, take any steps. Like, you know, say I want to walk 40 minutes a day and then I'm sitting on my phone. I have to make that point of like, okay, great. It's sunny. Let me go out. Oh, it's raining. Oh, I bought a raincoat. Yeah. So I can go out and do that. So you've got to work. You're working with the universe. You are co-creating with the universe Mm -hmm. to make this happen. So looking for a job start checking out the one ads or, you know, throwing your your stuff out there, but knowing what kind of job you want. Right. Rather than just anything that's coming your way. So, yeah, I I think it's definitely a a group effort. Well, what about timelines though? Can you put timelines on it or is that too controlling? No, I don't think it is. Okay. Nope. I, I know a life coach who will say, no, you say, this is what you want by this point in time and then you add the phrase or better right (laughs) i love that 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 was one of those wake-up calls like oh okay because i can set something that i'm comfortable with i want to make say it seems like manifestation always comes around to money but say i want to make this amount per year okay great you did it now what right so when you add and better or better to it then, you know, the universe is very much willing to make sure you have what you need to do the things. 
Yeah. I'm always worried that I'm going to manifest something that isn't actually right for me. So I try and add that phrase. Yeah. 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 That's good. Well, in your work, you've probably had a lot of clients over the years. Um, I know you said you don't always remember, but do you have any like favorite stories or interesting Um, anecdotes? Favorite stories? Um, The times when I am able to pull a tool out that I didn't know I had, those are always fun experiences, you know, that the same client that had the, the never been in a body before thing. There was once, um, it's a couple and I was sitting there and I was able to channel this one, this one energy for them and that energy for them. And I felt like universe had like this remote control just going, okay, click, click, there you are there, click, click, you're over there. And afterwards, that was a case when they said, wow, didn't know you could do that. And I'm like, I didn't either. (laughs) And that's fun. And um, the first time, I think the first time I really remembered being a medium and talking to um, getting information from somebody who had crossed over, it was golly, might've been 2018. And there was a woman who was sitting in front of me at an in-person event. And I said, I cannot hold myself back, but I am getting this impulse to just hold your face. And I put my hands on her cheek and she burst into tears. And I said, what did I do? (laughs) She went, that's what my mom would do. And so being able, those are some of my favorite things is watching client reactions when I fight it, I fight it. And then I say, this is what I'm getting. Um, That happened recently when I said, you know, I'm getting a real strong sense of of being Jewish here. And Mm -hmm. the client's partner just, just about fell out of her chair. It was one of those head thrown back, head thrown off. So I had nailed it. Those are truly my favorite stories is when I can say something and people go, that's it. Mm -hmm. They confirm what I get. And it's, it's nice for them to, to get the information they need. And it's very confirming, affirming for me to know that I am on the right track with a person. And so, like I said, I don't remember a lot of what goes on. I have clients who are lovely and will recount it to me. Um, But Mm -hmm. those are my favorite moments is when I'm able to, um, to, to access and uh, not get it right so much, but be able to access accurately what I'm, what I'm getting to interpret it accurately. Right. Well, mediumship is definitely interesting. It's something that I've been thinking a lot about the past two years for myself of if I should try and find a medium and, and pursue that. Um, but I've, I have, I kind of hesitate cause I don't know, is there, when someone dies in your life, um, it's like a process of accepting that, letting them go. So do you think there's a time when it's like appropriate to seek mediumship and when it's not? Um, If you're, are you talking about mediumship for a specific soul? Yeah, specifically for someone who died that you knew and you want to connect with that person. Okay. Um, I I don't have such good boundaries that way. I don't give anybody a certain amount time to be crossed over um and then it's still up to them 
to whether they choose to talk to me or not. Okay. Um, for me, the process of becoming a medium, there was some video, and I apologize for not knowing who it was, um, but there was a woman who said, all you got to do is say yes to it. And great, it works, but you get to set the boundaries for them. Like uh, she recounted a story of another practitioner who said, okay, when I'm wearing this hat and it was a physical hat, mm-hmm. then people can come through and talk to me. Other times, you know, I have had to um, to say, no, I'm not doing it right now. Um, but being able to say yes to it, I've had people who I have been reading for, somebody asked me to ask, it was a group of practitioners and somebody said, can you see anybody with me? And I saw a grandma and she had this, this shawl on, a triangle shawl on, but her back was to me and her arms were crossed. And I said, excuse me. And excuse me. And she looked over her shoulder and went, turned away. And and I said that on online. I said this at the panel and I said, this is what I got. And she went, oh yeah, that's grandma. Okay. <laughs> so sometimes they will talk to you. Okay. Sometimes they won't. I've got somebody in our family who crossed over. It's been like 18 months. And you know, right now I'm not really tapping into it because we didn't have the best relationship. So that's one thing. If somebody, when someone crosses over, they don't automatically sprout wings and realize all of the things they did. You know, it takes time for them to go through a process first off of being accustomed. Mm -hmm. I've encountered some folks who didn't realize they were gone, who were still so surprised that they were or had an incredible amount of guilt that happened that they still have to go through a process. Hmm. So I would, I would say check in. Yeah. See how they're doing. Yeah. Check in and say, you know, are you ready? Do you want to talk to me? And, and, and I will admit from my own experience from this family member who's crossed over a year and a half ago, I cannot go in going, you did this. And I'm so angry because they don't want to talk to you if you're going to yell at you, if they're going to, if you're going to yell at them, that's like, they're like, no boundaries. So going in and check, asking, and if they're ready, it's okay. There's no obligation on anybody's part to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ba- okay. Like them. <laughs> yeah. You're going to talk to me because you're dead and you can't go away. And so they're like, I don't have to talk to you. No. So. All right. Well, (laughs) what do you think about people who want to develop their spiritual gifts like you have? Um, Do you think it, I've heard people say, if you think you're psychic, you are psychic, things like that. And I know we talked about, you know, you can record your experiences, but do you have Mm -hmm. any advice? Um, give yourself permission first and foremost. When I started out, oh geez, I was, we're talking about almost 40 years ago. For me, it was just like this um, guilty pleasure to go and watch those shows and to read those books. And then I learned to row. And then I realized I'm not bad at this. I wasn't going to say I was good at it, but Mm -hmm. you know, then I started practicing. I worked in in an office. So I would take my deck of cards and go into different cubicles and say, let me throw down some cards for you. And I worked on it. And I then listened to the intuition. And I I started off with the Rider Waite Coleman deck. And that's the usual deck that people will start off on. And I pulled the three of 
swords. And, you know, it's that card that's got the three swords sticking into our heart. I threw it down. I went, blah, 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 textbook, textbook, textbook. And then I went, wait a minute. That's not right. That's not you. And I reinterpreted it. Mm -hmm. And she burst into tears. And she's like, oh, my God, that's so right. So I learned to listen to my intuition. Um, So first off, I would say give yourself permission and accept that you are connected with source. Yeah. And then find those resources. There are so many resources out there to help you learn. Um, you don't need to find that one person who says, you know, pay me $2,000 and I will teach you everything you know to know. And I'm the only one to do it. Mm-hmm. This is another opportunity for you to go check in with your intuition to see if somebody's energy resonates with you. Mm-hmm. If you see some kind of red flag or something's just, you know, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not okay with that. Then move on. There are a lot of events going on in person and online. There are a lot of practitioners online um, and in person that you can talk to and wander around. When I'm at an in-person event, like I've got one coming up. I don't know when you're going to air this, but I've got one coming up um, the 30th, um, April 30th and May 1st. It's an in-person event at Bellevue. Mm-hmm. And um I encourage people, they walk around and I say, they say, so tell me what you do. And I said, well, I do this, 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 I make stuff. And they're like, oh, okay. And I said, walk around and ask. I think I've said that. Oh, I don't know. Five times already ask and talk to a practitioner and see if they resonate with you. And if they support you in the way that you need, Mm -hmm. go deeper, you know, and have fun and have fun with it. It's when you said, oh, I have to be able to read minds by the end of January. (laughs) It's that tension that prevents you, that constriction of energy that really does hold you up. Yeah. So let go of the judgments too. Oh, I did it wrong. It's like, I didn't. Yeah. What did you learn from that? How can you, how can you bring that forward so that you can do better at what you do, at, at what you're looking at? Have fun with it. And if you look at mediumship and go, eh, no, that's not for me. Okay, fine. Look at Reiki. Look at cards. Look at this. There are so many things in the metaphysical world that you can look at. Nothing is wrong. You're not going to get it wrong. All right. That's definitely what I needed to hear. Good. Good. I, I mean, I love tarot. And so whenever I try and read for myself, it always seemed to be saying exactly what I didn't want it to say, like my fear. And finally, I realized if I'm always seeing my fear, then it's telling me what I'm afraid of. That's still intuitive. So I've tried to make it work for me, but I have that fear, you know? Yeah. And, And also seeing, looking, shifting that perspective just a little bit. Okay. If I'm afraid of this, how, how can I look at this fear? How can I manage this fear? And maybe that means you throw down some more cards Mm -hmm. again, ask. Uh, get that information and, and, and do it. I think reading for myself is the hard thing to do because yeah. it's a deflecting, deflecting away. So, but I still sit and I talk with it. I mean, I love my crystals and they'll sit there and say, okay, this is what you need to do today. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll talk to my guides. Oh, what is that? What it's do you wear? Peacock or I forget yeah. the real name, but it's Ooh, no, I've got that. It's beautiful. Yeah. The glitters. 
Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine today and she's like, oh, here I have this. And so we started, I haven't seen her since, I don't know, December. So it's like, oh, I've got this crystal. I've got this dragon. I've got that skull. And we started showing each other. It was great fun. Oh, those need to be like that. It's like, okay. So just have fun with it. I don't think that um, anyone, there's no one authoritative, definitive way to do things. Because the okay. universe is much broader than that. Mm-hmm. So if you see it, let's say when you're reading cards and you see something different in the card that it's like, oh, okay, I hadn't seen that before. Look at it, see how it resonates with you. It's like the the three of swords with me. I oh, I don't know. It was about some sort of pain or agony, but then I looked at it and I went, wait a minute, you're really sensitive. You may put out this exterior of being crusty and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. everything, every time we say something, it really does hit you in the heart. And that's when she burst into tears. And I was like, okay, that has shifted my relationship with you. You were vulnerable and I treat you without the teasing and stuff. And, and it shifts. So look at other, you've got all these different perspectives to use and to look at things with, and it, it really does open up the possibilities. Mm-hmm. There are so many possibilities out there. So many possibilities, a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Um, An abundant universe. Yep. 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 Universe is ready for us to have whatever we need, whatever we want. It's just our egos getting in the way. Those thinking minds that say, no, that's too much. I don't deserve it. And then the universe goes, okay. Mm. You know, so I, I frequently will sit with my hands palms up and said, whatever you all have for me, that's in my highest and best or better. Let's do this. And and they're all like, okay, cool. I like that being open to receiving in whatever form it takes. Because sometimes that, that abundance happens by realizing I have enough food. I have very good food here. Oh, look, I'm, my abundance is I have a lot of crystals that make me (laughs) and or I have many opportunities to meet people and to actually do some good and to bring home some money so I can pay for that thing over there so I can share that abundance with somebody else. Yes, share it, spread it around. Yep, we're all connected. Yeah. It's a good thing. Well, I really, really appreciate your time and all of your wisdom. I've also got uh, previous podcasts that I've hosted. hmm and that database is searchable. So if you've got a topic you want to oh, ask nice. about, yeah, yeah. So cutting cords, doing energy, you know, and I've, it's taken a hiatus for a little bit, but now I'm with this break that I've taken and, and I'm thinking about other topics I can do. Yeah. Uh, and so, kind of COVID break. Um, I, I started it in 2020, in April of 2020, almost a dare from my friend who Mm. said, here, you need to write a book. And then like a piece of spaghetti thrown up against the wall. Well, that didn't stick. You need (laughs) to teach classes. That spaghetti didn't stick. You need to do a podcast. And that one stuck. And so Mm. I did um, about, let's see, I did it from April 2020 to about February 21. And I took a break. And then um, I signed a contract with Transformation Talk Radio for seven months, and I fulfilled that contract and still added those episodes to my regular podcast. And then I think it was last December when I ran out of ideas. And so now I'm getting more ideas and I'm looking at, at repackaging and I've learned more stuff and putting that on the podcast. And you can find that on my website. You can search it if you're looking for energy cords. 
key it in, it'll pull up that episode. Looking for channeling, mm-hmm. it'll do that. So yeah, I like my IT person. She makes me look really good. <laughs> that is really cool. Anything you want to plug? Make an appointment. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I um, definitely will be doing that. I'm yeah, excited. yeah. The last few days I've been re-energized and recommitting to what I'm doing and realizing that we all are doing good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a group effort to get us through. So mm-hmm. whatever I can do to help facilitate somebody else's progress, that makes me very happy. And there you have it. 